0: CHAPTER ONE One by one, peel by peel, the joyful church bells fell silent. First, word reached the chapel of St. Anna's. From there the message passed to St. Satiris's, where the ringer looped the bell rope on its hook and set off to her daughter's for more news. Long before the time agreed, the bells stopped at St. George's on the coast road and at Holy Trinity in the foothills, though for a while... The bell at distance in Paraskeviz still rang out, its elderly ringer not noticing, in her enthusiasm and her deafness, that all the others were quiet. So they found a bicycle and told the oldest boy to travel quickly, and midway through a celebratory peal, that bell too faltered in its rhythm and was still. Across the fields, the buff slopes of the mountains were growing dim. Small waves broke harmlessly on the town beach and the dark sea stretched towards a sky already pale with evening. The mildness of the afternoon was gone, and a cold breeze raised ripples which ran like shivers across the water. From the beachhead, a woman was making for the sea. The heels of her satin shoes caught between the stones, turning her ankles. But she went determinedly on, carrying the hem of her white gown above her feet, whilst behind the long train of her dress dragged like a trawl net, hooking debris left by the high spring tides, brittle kelp and the cap of a beer bottle, the bleached ovoid bone of a squid, licorice smears of marine oil. Close to the sea, the stones were small, becoming shingled at the water's edge, and beneath the water, sand. As she followed the waterline, her heels sank deep into the shingle, discolouring the shoes with damp where three flat rocks stood out from the shallows, she stopped and looked back up the beach, along the road. No one was there. No one followed. She turned back to the empty sea. The last good light of day lit her face, picking out the crow's feet where powdered foundation had set in lines. The trails of mascara-dirtied tears marked her cheeks. In her hands, Where raised veins and slender bones stood prominent and the first brown stains of liver spots had bloomed, she held two garlands of fake flowers, orange blossoms twisted around paper-covered wire joined by a length of white ribbon, Stefani, the headdresses of a bride and groom. As hard as she could throw, she cast the garlands away from her onto the sea, expecting them to float on the deep water and drift away to the horizon. But her throw was weak, and the Stefani landed in the shallows, where the water quickly turned the delicate...